It's time for Game On Hockey with Travis Dunn and Scott Taylor on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. Near side, Reese Gaber shoots, scores! Talking all things from the blue line to the red line. A breakaway for Kaprizov. He's in. He shoots, he scores! And beyond. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now here are your hosts, Travis Dunn and Scott Taylor. From the Nillis Law Firm Studios, situated on the campus of the mighty 790 KFGO and 104.7 FM. We appreciate you joining us each and every Thursday night for what is your drive time. It's our hockey time. And no, neither one of us saw, uh, it, you know, those great hockey players back in the 30s and 40s play. Maybe Scott did. He's he's an older guy, but uh, I did not. But uh, we are inspired to have you each and every week. And, and with Scott's inspiration, we have a great guest list today uh, from the Nillis Law Firm studio. We sure do appreciate that. And we want to make sure to also thank the sponsors that make this happen. Nillis Law Firm, the Golf Center in Grand Forks, Ralph Engelstead Arena, the Sioux Shop in Ralph, St- Ralph Engelstead Arena. Dave Knorr, who is a great realtor here in the city of Fargo. Darrell's Hockey World in Grand Forks. And the Pilot Mound Hockey Academy that sponsors our segments um, each every week with one of their coaches. Or one of their brilliant people that join us. And we're so fortunate to have them do that each and every week. Opportunities for people. Scott, uh, you're, what, what is the inspiration for this particular episode? Uh, we, we talk about this on every, every, every show. Uh, trying to get to the NCAA. Uh, and and the routes that everyone uh, the routes everyone takes to get there. Uh, talk about your inspiration of the, of today's show. We talk to men all the time. True. And at some point in time, even I get a little bit tired of talking to guys about hockey. Now I'm lucky with the magazine that I do. Um, I'm able to talk to female players all the time, constantly, and, and two or three times a week still. And and I get a completely different vibe talking to female athletes than I do male athletes. Female athletes generally, I won't say all the time, but generally do more than just play hockey or do more than just play fastball or do more than just play basketball. Female athletes have lots more going on. Um, School's extremely important because they're not going to the NHL. That's not in their head. It's their country's national teams, whether it's the United States or Canada, and playing NCAA Division I hockey. That's the conversation I have with the people I talk to all the time. And we have lots of men on this show. Last week, we had Dave Tippett and Troy Murray. It was a sensational show, especially if you're my age, because those are guys that played in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to talk to some young women on this, in, on this program more often than we do. And we need to talk to them about that opportunity to play NCAA Division I hockey, because it is the NHL. Until that professional women's hockey gets all straightened out and everybody's got it all figured out where they're going and how these leagues are going to operate, until that time, Division I NCAA is, is, is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. And I want to hear not just from, from people like Jackson Keene and Reese Gaber and, and all those guys we've talked to who play at UND. I want to hear from the women who are going all over the United States, especially Canadian women who are going to the U.S. and, and getting that opportunity to play hockey at its highest level. And, and so that's yeah. the inspiration behind tonight's show. And in this case, uh, a young lady who came from the U.S. up to Canada to coach yeah. uh, in Pilot Mount, Ho- Pilot Mount Hockey Academy. We've never had a doctor on our show. She's a Ph.D., by the way, so we'll get a little Ph.D.ing out of her uh, as we have that conversation. But this is from the Nillis Law Firm studio uh, on the Mighty 790 KFJO, established in the early 1900s. The Nillis Law Firm provides legal services in more than 10 areas of practice, including business and corporate law 
estate planning, wills and trusts, probate, commercial litigation, adoption services, as well as real estate. A division of Nillis Law Firm is Northern Title, which provides complete closing and escrow services, along with title insurance policies for all types of real estate transactions in North Dakota, as well as Minnesota. Call Nillis Law Firm at 701-237-5544 or look them up on the World Wide Web at nillislaw.com. And thus, and thus... The Nillis Law Firm Studio travels from here. It travels up to Ralph Engelstead Arena, and we do appreciate that sponsorship. So, Scott, open the gate. Introduce our first guest. Well, we, we actually have two guests with us, but I oh, want to yeah. start yeah. with Alana Collins. Dr. Alana Collins, and I love to say that because we don't get PhDs on this show very often. Um, you are the assistant coach of the women's U18 team at Pilot Mound and the strength coach for all the teams. Correct. Tell us the story of how you got from the eastern United States to Pilot Mound, town of 800 in, in western Manitoba. Sure. Um, so after I finished college, um, I was my goal was to make the U.S. national team and uh, was unfortunately cut, um, one of the last cuts from the 2006 team. So um, I ended up coaching for a year at uh, an NCAA Division III school, Williams College. Um, and then that was just an interim coaching position, and I wanted to get back into playing. So I got recruited from uh, a team in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, and so I ended up moving all the way to the West Coast and played uh, for the BC Breakers, which was a part of the Western Women's Hockey League. And... Uh, and once the recession kind of hit, the Western Women's Hockey League really struggled to kind of keep afloat. So uh, unfortunately, that um, that team was not able to, to stay live. And so I ended up um, uh, going back to school uh, and I got my doctorate in physical therapy. And um, my uh, my husband is actually from Pilot Mound. So he uh, he and I met out on the West Coast. And um, that is ultimately what brought us back to Canada. Um, so you are not only doing the strength stuff at, at Pilot Mound, but you're also coaching this team. Correct. Tell, tell us about the opportunities that, that Pilot Mound has for young players, certainly from young players in Minnesota, North Dakota, Montana, who will be listening to this program tonight. Sure. Yeah. So, so the, the Academy is really focused on that, that skill development. So skill development from a hockey standpoint, uh, developing those, um, really small hockey skills that often get overlooked from, uh, your average AAA program. Um, and they're, they're also really focused on skill development from just a, a physical standpoint. So where I come in on uh, my job is to really try to develop the young neuromuscular system and to, um, to kind of have an eye on parts of that system that haven't developed yet in the younger athletes and to really develop those, um, those areas of, um, of the body. So we're focusing on, um, a lot of off ice training, focusing on, um, uh, the, the strength piece, but also just how your body responds to, um, you know, to impact and to changes that you face on the ice. Um, so that's where, that's where I come in. You know, I'm, I'm helping with the girls program. Um, I, I don't travel with the girls team just because I've got four girls of my own. So that's, that's keeps me busy. Um, 
but uh, I'm I'm real real excited to to kind of help and grow that that piece here um, in in Pilot Mound. Uh, are they hockey players? Um, two of them are, and two of them are too young. <laughs> so one's <laughs> on the ice right now. So is is are you a, a, a tiger mom? Do you want them to become as good a hockey players as you were? Or I, I'm not a let them play mom. the game. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want them to love it as much as I I loved it. So um, I was lucky. I, I came from a family that that really didn't pressure me too much, and um, I came from a, a, a background where we did every sport that we could do, uh, and we did every sport for you know through high school. So um, I didn't just play hockey. Um, and, uh, that's something that I, I see a, a lot of value in, um, especially seeing a lot of kids right now are coming in and they just play hockey. Um, I've been able to kind of see a lot of lapses in their, in their physical development because of that. Um, you somehow by not specializing in hockey throughout high school, still got to Dartmouth yep. and still played in the NCAA division one. Yep. How did that come about? Tell us your background story and how you got to Dartmouth. Yeah. So I, I grew up playing boys hockey in a, in a small town of 3000 people in upstate New York. Um, oh, well then you can handle pilot Mount. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> three, the town of 3000 is, is, is seems really big <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. So I have an older brother and, and we, we just, competed against each other and played. And, um, I was lucky enough to be a part of a great high school, uh, girls hockey team, um, in Connecticut and, you know, played in the, the travel team arena. And we went to all the national travel tournaments. Um, and I got recruited by Dartmouth. I, I love the, I love the college. Um, I did look at a bunch of other universities, but, just sort of fell in love with that small town in Hanover, New Hampshire. And you are listening to, by the way, I'll break in here for a second, to Game on Hockey on the Mighty 790 KFJ and 104.7 FM. Scott Taylor, Travis Dunn on a Thursday evening. Game on is each and every week at 5.30, and we carry on the conversation. Elena, you know, the Collins family. Uh, you talk about, when you sit around uh, the hot stove and talk about hockey, Rod Collins has a few stories. Um God, you know, let's go down the list of all the things. But Shattuck St. Mary's, obviously, when you talk about Shattuck St. Mary's, that's probably the epitome of what you'd like to achieve at Pallet Mound, I would anticipate, right? Yep. Yeah, we're, we're trying to, to grow a program that, um, you know, 100 plus girls want to apply to every year. And um, and we get to select and pick our our, our top 20. So, uh, yes. Yes, that's kind of what we're we're looking to achieve. Okay, I want to bring in our other guest for for right now because we're talking about small towns, and here's a young woman who's from a small town, um, Deloraine, correct? Yeah, I always had a good time. I always had had a good time in Deloraine. This is Ashton Bell from the University of Minnesota Duluth, playing at the University of Minnesota Duluth, and I want to congratulate you because you're a three consecutive gold medal winner the 2021 World Women's Championship, the 2022 Olympics, and the 2022 World Women's Championship. Congratulations and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So you came from a small town and you you played junior. You didn't play prep hockey. 
you play not junior, but uh, you play yeah. 18. Tell us your route from Delray, Manitoba to uh, University of Minnesota Duluth. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, growing up in a small town, um, I had two brothers who were involved in hockey as well. My dad, um, loved the game as well. So I think just at a young age, I was put in skates right away. Um, played boys growing up, both girls and boys growing up through minor hockey, and then, um, played four years with the Westman Wildcats, the play program based out of Hartney, uh, Manitoba. Um, and yeah, I think that program was um, amazing for me. Being able to stay at home was really important for me. Love being on the farm and with the horses. So being able to stay at home and uh, play hockey was really important. And I'm so grateful for that program. And I think I got a lot of exposure in that program as we went to a lot of tournaments and stuff and got to compete with uh, Team Manitoba for a couple of years, which um, led me to playing for the U18 Canadian women's team. And yeah, I was able to get recruited by First off, uh, North Dakota Grand Forks, um, which was a childhood dream of mine to play for that program. But um, unfortunately, it folded before I ever got the chance to play there. So, um, yeah, Duluth was a top choice the first time around as well. So um, after that, North Dakota there folded. I knew immediately that um, that's where I wanted to end up. So, yeah. What we're going to do now, we're going to take a quick break. We've got some commercials to run, and we're going to carry this conversation on with our guests. We're going to hear, hear about a little bit more about University of Minnesota Duluth. And just a, a side note, I know Scott Salmon very well. He played at University of North Dakota after I played. He's much younger than I am. We beat Dartmouth, Dartmouth, by the way, in the Frozen Four two years in a row, 1979 and 1980. So I had to rub the Dartmouth the Dartmouth thing in there for you. But uh, we'll carry on this conversation with our great guests and, and of course, Scott Taylor uh, running the show here this evening on the Mighty 790 KFJ. You're indeed listening from the Nellis Law Firm studio on a beautiful Thursday evening in Fargo, North Dakota with great guests. How much more fun can you have than this? Uh, but we'll take a break. When we come back, more conversation. You're listening to Game on Hockey on the Mighty 790 KFJO and 104.7 FM. When you need to know, when news breaks out, we break in. Fargo's radio station for news, KFGO. Uh, from the Nils Law Firm studio and broadcasting on the mighty 790 KFJ and 104.7 FM, this is indeed Game on Hockey with Scott Taylor and Travis Dunn. And uh, Scott has arranged some great guests for us today and great conversation. Alana Collins had to jump off. She had a hockey practice to get to. That's what happens when you've got uh, four kids and all sorts of things going on in Pilot Mountain Hockey Academy. But we carry on the conversation with Ashton Bell. Go ahead, Scott. Do you need do you need something from me right now? Oh, yeah. Let's do the Jarrells thing. I think yeah. you do. Yeah. Do that. Uh, let's talk about Jarrell's Hockey World, okay? Because we like Jarrell's because they're good to us here. Yes, they are. In business for 50 years. And the 2021 U.S. Bauer Retailer of the Year right here in our own backyard. You have access to experts who will outfit you and what you need to succeed on the ice because hockey is what they do. As a Bauer Game Fit dealer, it allows Jarrell's to scan your head, feet, and shooting style to ensure the best performance. Now, wherever you're hearing this message, remember that Jarrell's has a good stock of CCM and Warrior Sticks bags and equipment, plus true skates and sticks. And this year, introducing goalie equipment and sticks, including Vaughn goal equipment that can be ordered in custom colors. And Jarrell's has win well off-ice training items as well. Don't forget, Jarrell's has the best uh, in referee jerseys and gear, as well as figure skating equipment. And Jarrell's Hockey World has it all in the service department, will ensure 
that your gear is tuned up and ready to go. Jarrell's Hockey World, 1004 South Washington Street in Grand Forks. Call 701-775-0553 and at them at Jarrell's Hockey. And you can follow me at Travis G. Dunn, one on Twitter, and Scott at S. Taylor Sports to get updates on who our guests are each and every week. And uh, again, we usually try to fill. Last week, Dave Tippett, former coach of Edmonton, and a few other hockey teams, and and Troy Murray, former Winnipeg Jet. Uh, so those are the kind of guests we have on a weekly basis. But this week is a special one, Scott. Fire away. Uh, we have Ashton Bell and Avery Pickering has joined us. So I want to talk about a lot of things. I, I wish we had like four hours for this. But Ashton, you ended up at UMD. You had been with Canada's uh, national U18 team. Is that right? Before you went to Minnesota Duluth. Yeah. Um, tell us the process of, of, and the work it takes to go from Hartney, Manitoba, the farm, to the U18 team, to UMD, to the women's national team. Tell us that journey. Yeah, I mean, obviously it takes a lot of work and um, dedication and drive um, to get to uh, UMD and to play uh, D1 college uh, hockey. And I think um, playing for the U18 team with Team Canada definitely helped um, set me up well uh, leading into my freshman year at UMD, just um, being able to compete at a high level and um, practice with the best throughout Canada, um, yeah, definitely helped me develop my game and get me ready for that freshman year uh, leading into college. And I think um, playing with the Westman Wildcats as well, um, I had great coaches there that pushed me um, every day as well and uh, shared my goals with me to play at the D1 level. So I'm grateful for them and for that program. Now, you're at UMD. Tell us about playing NCAA D1 hockey. What kind of an experience is it and how much do you enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, I love um, playing college here at UMD. Um, it's been the best four years going on, five of my life, and um, wouldn't take any of it for granted. It's trying to enjoy the moment right now and take it day by day as it, as it does go by really fast. Like they all say, four years just flies by in a snap of the fingers. So, um, yeah, my four years at UMD have been the best. I've met some of my best friends here, and um, the coaches, the program, the facilities I get to go to every day truly outstanding and uh, we're treated like elite athletes here and um, they've helped me reach my goals to play at the Olympic level and then yeah have just helped me so much um, accomplish my my dreams so so super grateful um, for this program and the time I've had here and a big weekend coming up this uh, this weekend as the University of Wisconsin are they visiting or are you going there okay I didn't I read the yeah uh, yeah we're at home they're coming here kind of a big weekend for you guys there isn't it Yes, for sure. Definitely want to uh, get six points out of this weekend. You've had a pretty good start to the season. Now, now you took a year off for the Olympics, right? During the COVID year. Yeah, correct. And you got, and you got an extra year because of that situation. Explain that. Yeah, so what was going to be my senior year, um, that was when COVID came about. So um, it was an abnormal year and um, lucky enough that they offered us a fifth year and another year of eligibility. So um, when I found out I was going to get centralized the following year after the, my senior year, um, definitely didn't take that opportunity up for granted. And my coaches supported me and um, knew that that had been a dream of mine. So I went and got centralized for the Olympics. And then I knew right away that I wanted to come back for my fifth year this year. And um, yeah, just 
so grateful to be able to have a fifth year here at UMD and come back and play with my best friends. You've um, also had a pretty good start. You've been player of the week once or twice. Uh, once I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's a pretty good way to start a season after a year off. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a great start for our team and um, got uh, lost a couple of games last week against Ohio, but we're excited for this weekend against uh, Wisconsin and, yeah, can't wait. Super excited about how our team's looking right now and looking forward to the rest of this the season. So I want to bring in Avery Pickering, who is on her way to being Ashton Bell, one hopes. Um, Avery on Canada's national U18 team, um, a member of the Balmore Hall Blazers of the Junior Women's Hockey League, all uh, uh, United States uh, League, other than a couple of teams, Stansted and you and maybe a couple others. Avery, welcome to the show. Um, you just committed. You're going to Colgate University. Tell me your process of getting from, from uh, St. Adolph, Manitoba, through a prep school program uh, to Colgate. Yeah, you know what? It's, uh, it's a pretty pretty long road. I guess I'm still pretty young, but it's, it's been a lot of years going into this. So. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the process to get to BH was, was something in itself, sort of the, the transition from boys hockey into girls hockey. And then, you know, spent a, spent a year at a different program and then I've been here for the past three years, but, um, I was able to, I was lucky enough that on my June 15th, uh, a couple years ago, um, you know, had, had a lot of different options and, uh, was, was able to really take time in the process and, figure out sort of what fit best for me. And so did a, a year of, you know, talking to, talking to different teams and going on official visits, which was just a wild experience and ended up coming out uh, and, and committing to Colgate, which was, I'm super excited about. Couldn't have asked for anything better. Now, like Ashton and like Alana Collins, you're from a small town, but it's a small town that's pretty close to Winnipeg. Um, but you played small town hockey growing up. You didn't come to Winnipeg when you were younger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I played uh St. Adolph Hawks is what I would have played up until uh, first year Peewee. So U13, I played, uh, actually went to a year in the city because our double A team here was uh, shut down for that year. But yeah, played, played many years, sort of small town hockey, got to go to provincials and play with, you know, cousins with my dad coaching me, you know, it's that, that sort of small town experience. And I think that was, uh, that was amazing for me. I really loved that time and it was, it was really good in sort of shaping who I am today. Hi, Avery. This is Travis, by the way. And uh, by the way, listen to Game on Hockey in the Mighty 790 KF Joe and 104.7 Hope. Uh, we sure appreciate you joining us each and every week for great hockey conversations. What was your inspiration? Obviously, NCAA, when did you first hear about the option? Was it Ashton Bell, someone you looked at, or, or who was your inspiration to, to take that leap of faith and work towards the ultimate goal of getting an NCAA scholarship? You know, I couldn't, it's been so long, I couldn't even tell you exactly when it happened. I've, I've kind of uh, had the main, the dream that, you know, I haven't, haven't come yet to achieve is, is to play for the Olympic team, obviously. That's, that's the highest level I want to reach. And, um, through that, you know, there's, there's really one, there's a couple different paths, but everyone around me, like Ashton Bell, everyone that I was hearing about who was getting to that level, uh, you know, was going the NCAA route. And so it was something that for as long as I can remember, the goals were 
play NCAA Division One hockey and then use that to get to the Olympics and, and play for Team Canada. So, you know, I think my my parents really helped me to know that that was out there for me and they, they showed me that path and I've wanted it ever since. You, you come from a hockey family. Um, there was a reason you played hockey. Um, tell us your, your origin story and, and why you got on the rink in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, hockey is really a family game. It's, it's a family thing. Uh, my parents actually still play beer league together on, on Sundays in San Adolf. They play some same team. Sometimes they're against each other, but they, they still do that even now. And so it's, it's really, they grew up in the game. And then my older brother, uh, Owen Pickering, he started playing when he was really young and, and sort of watching him and watching my parents and just getting put out on the ice really shaped my love for it. So it's something I was put into very early and, and fell in love with at a very young age. Do you compete against your brother? By the way, your brother was first round draft pick of the Pittsburgh Penguins. We have to bring that up and I hate to do it, but it's, it's the reality of the situation. Um, do you compete? Yes. Yeah, we are. I, um, both him and I have a younger brother, Graham, who's uh, 13 now and playing his first year of uh, hitting hockey. But um, we are extremely competitive. I think that's probably the defining factor of our sibling relationship is, you know, many battles in the basement, always like going hard at each other. We, we have an ODR in our backyard every year that, you know, it's shaped us in terms of our, our actual skills, you know, played a lot of different uh, keep away games and stuff, but there was definitely some people getting thrown into snow, snow banks in the mix there. So it's, I've had a lot of competition with my brothers and, and it's definitely um, helped me to grow as a player, especially with Owen being, uh, you know, as high of a level player as he is, I've really been able to watch him and his game and, and take a lot of the things that, that I do from what he does. I'm looking at Travis. He's not moving, so I have another question. Yes, you do. <laughs> we, we, we talked to Alana Collins earlier, um, the assistant coach at, uh, at Pilot Mound, um, who talked about playing all sorts of different sports. And I know Ashton played a lot of different sports. You finally got that opportunity to go back and play some school sports this year because you aren't just a hockey player. Um, you play women's baseball as well. Tell us about your last school year. Yeah, I actually, I play um, both boys and girls baseball. I had to play baseball, not softball. But so my um, my 15U boys AAA team this past year actually won um, Manitoba Provincials for AAA. Um, and they were able to go to Westerns for that. Um, and then I was able to play on the U21, uh, U16, and senior women's Team Manitoba baseball teams um, at Nationals. Um, and so that's, that's something I've done for years. You know, baseball is also a family sport. It's always come after hockey, just the way it is, but, um, I've played that for years. And then also this past school year, because I was finally able to play school sports. Um, I played ultimate Frisbee for the first time, went to provincials for that and played uh, soccer. Our team actually won zones for soccer. It was basically the entire BH Blazers hockey team put on the soccer <laughs> Did really well with it somehow. Um, actually was able to come eighth in uh, Manitoba Badminton Provincials and then did track and field for, you know, the first time in years. I've been waiting for that and was able to uh, second in uh, Provincial Discus and third in Provincial Shot Put. So it was a pretty, pretty eventful spring. I sort of took the opportunity I was given and just ran all out at it, you know, trying to 
balance. I was taking AP exams at the same time too. So it was, those are some pretty busy days, but I had so much fun with finally being able to, you know, do the other sports that I, that I love to play as well. You know, Scott, so I want to bring it yeah, before we go. I want yep. to bring in Ashton here really yep. quick because yep. I know Ashton is a, is a great all around athlete, but I'm going to ask her a question that I know she's sick and tired of hearing. I know for a fact she hates it, but I have to bring it up. You were the provincial high school rodeo champion. Is that correct? Not a champion, just um, was involved in high school rodeo, but <laughs> by far a champion. <laughs> you know, the, tell us about yeah. tell us about your background off the ice. Yeah, really quick. Yeah, I mean, uh, farm kid growing up, um, loved horses, loved getting out and riding, and um, helping my uncle and the neighbors out on the ranch and doing cattle branding and stuff. So it's kind of different than other athletes, but, um, yeah, it was a passion of mine and still is, and still like to get out whenever I can and go for a nice ride. So sounds like there's some similarities, uh, Scott, between Noel Needham and Ashton, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Noel now, uh, Chicago steel, uh, assistant general manager runs, uh, Sioux Falls power, uh, started small town, you know, there's, and one thing we've learned, I think by keeping extremely busy with all the sports going to school, you're a driven young ladies that have succeeded to the best level and i'm so excited for avery getting that chance to go to colgate that's going to be awesome ashton will be following university of minnesota duluth yes you know you're not the the fighting hawks thing yeah that we're that's still a debate going on out here by the way about women's hockey but uh we sure appreciate you ladies jumping on board regardless if you're north of border or south of border small town in the usa small town manitoba small town canada you can succeed to the highest levels if you put your mind to it And we sure appreciate you being on Game On because you've made it a better show because of it. Ashton Bell, Avery Pickering, thank you so very much. Scott and I will stay, hang around for the break. We'll wait a bit adieu to you, and we'll take a quick break. And uh, from the Nillis Law Firm studio, you're having a great night, I hope, listening to Game On Hockey on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 FM. Chair. 104.7 104.7 KFGO FM Hope. And on the triple towers of power, the mighty 790 KFGO Fargo. Uh, from the Nillis Law Firm studio, the mighty 790 KFGO and 104.7 FM. Scott Taylor, Travis Dunn. This is Game on Hockey. Make sure to stay tuned after. There's a little football game going on this evening. Paulie Alliance, who's, who's on there? The Buccaneers and... Tampa Bay Rays and the Tampa Baltimore. Bay Rays. Oh, that's I'm baseball. Sorry. That's Tampa baseball. <laughs> you see, I'm missing summer so much. Yeah, uh, aren't we all? Yeah. Tell you what, Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers against the Baltimore Ravens tonight. Sunset six eighteen. Good gracious! And we switched the clocks back in a couple of weeks. <sighs> getting cold and chilly. These nights are getting long. But uh, hey, we hope you stay warm and join us each and every Thursday night, Scott. Uh, one thing we have to say before I get into my sous shop and my Ralph Engelstad Arena comments, uh, uh, Ashton Bell. Uh, a great, uh, great young lady, and Avery Pickering. Talk. I, we were talking between, you know, off the air in the commercial break. She's 16 years old, and she's going to Colgate next year. Yeah, that's. It's an incredible story. Um, she skipped a grade. Um, was always age advanced in hockey. Um, is just was the player of the week in the junior women's hockey league. And you have to understand the junior, junior women's hockey league in the United States is all of those big prep schools um, in the East mostly. And then there's a school like Stansted from Quebec, which is probably the best female prep school in, in our country. But she was the player of the week um, in the U19 section. 
There's a U22 and a U19 in the Junior Women's Hockey League. She was the player of the week at the age of 16, was the best player among all of the best U19 players in the United States and Canada. It's he, She's incredibly good, and yet her brother, Owen, is the first-round draft pick of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So there's a little hockey in that family, and just he, a bit. Yeah, and he runs 6'5", you said? Yeah, about 6'5", 190 to 200. And then, so she's got a little growth in her. She's going to be a, a tall. And she's 5'10". So Lord. she's going to be a, a, a tall defenseman at Colgate and, and really help that program. Um, she's she's one of the most impressive teenage athletes I think I've ever talked to. Just yeah. really an impressive person. Very eloquent. And, and, and does so well in school and so well in other sports. And it's just a tremendous story. Well, as Polly Lyons uh, said to you in the break, uh, when's she running for prime minister? I, I think, you know, she's probably, you know, but when would she have time between everything else she's yeah, doing? Yeah, that's right. Doesn't have any time. You know, you because, win the discus, that, you know, and that all that baseball story. We didn't pay enough attention. I don't think to that baseball story, right? We're not talking about fast pitch softball. here. No, this is baseball. And, and she plays on the boys team at Carillon who were the provincial champs. Good gracious. Cause she was 15 years old. She played the U 15 team that was provincial champions mm. and then played on three separate female teams that all went to the national championships this year. So she had a lot of travel. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah and on top of it. Well, you know what? The Sioux shop in Ralph Engelstead arena. And by the way, this weekend, there's a little hockey game in Las Vegas, Nevada, Viva Las Vegas. Uh, get ready for the upcoming hockey season. Well, it's already here. Visit the Sioux shop inside REA or at the all new Sioux Great selection of jerseys, quarter zips, hoodies, and more. Plus your headquarters for exclusive U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game in Vegas apparel, also available on SueShop.com. So get it. It'll still be pertinent. Obviously, they'll be able to, you know, even if you didn't go, you can say you went because you can buy the stuff, right? Also featuring UND football, basketball, volleyball, soccer t-shirts, and more. Uh, Also, the upcoming hockey games, well, they're on the road in Vegas this week. Next week, they're somewhere exotic, I'm sure. I can't remember exactly where UND is playing, but the weekend after, University of Denver comes to town. Uh, huge rivalry weekend. Salute to service weekend. Retired and active military ticket discount with military ID at the REA box office. So get your tickets for those events. Get your gear at the Ralph Engelstead Arena and Sioux Shop. Uh, we appreciate their sponsorship all hockey season long. And uh, I have a few weeks off before I hit the uh, color analysis trail back up to Grand Forks for a few games. Denver uh, and then Miami comes to town get a little time off, and then January we hit it hard with Lindenwood coming to town with our friend Rick Zombo, Scott, so we get the chance to visit with Rick again. And, of course, in a couple of weeks is the last skate with Mr. Ed Belfort on November the 11th or 12th, either one of those days, Eddie, we had on the show. And uh, he's doing a taste testing at the Ralph Engelstead Arena Thursday, Thursday prior. <laughs> so tell us about that that tasting taste testing, Mr. Mister. Uh, are, are you a bourbon man? I am not. I am not an any man. I'm a Coke man. Coca-Cola, yeah. Yeah. by the way. Yeah. People, uh, no, I am I am not a bourbon man at all, nor a beer man, nor a vodka man. You know, I've always <laughs> said this. People thought, how did I how did I play hockey? I was I'm Canadian, I play hockey and I don't drink. At bus say a lot about things. It's a scary the, show, isn't it? It's, it's a scary show indeed. Same with bonus. <laughs> well, anyway. We are Game on Hockey. This is 790 KF Joe. Thanks for joining us. It'll be each and every Thursday night, maybe a Friday, if I do another show from the Ralph Engelstead Arena prior to a UND men's home game. But with that, uh, well, Scott, I, I heard the I heard the announcement today. You go ahead and introduce our next guest because uh, another another accolade comes your direction. Well, I'm I'm truly thrilled to be in, able to bring in our next guest. Um, Jocelyn Larocque is uh, from Saint Anne, Manitoba. 
um, living in Toronto, and I see by the seatbelt she's driving her car in in Toronto, and <laughs> she's pulled over and, and joining us. Pulled, um, pulled over. <laughs> Guess Jocelyn, I don't need it on. <laughs> I can take it off. Jocelyn, like Ashton Bell, our previous guest, has just come off a year in which she won a gold medal at the 2021 World Championships, a gold medal at the 2022 Olympics, a gold medal at the 2022 World Championships. Um, and as a graduate of the University of Minnesota, Duluth fits in nicely to our program tonight about NCAA Division One hockey. But you are now in Toronto where you run two gyms. Is that right? Yeah. And you just got off your own work. Yes, I just got off the ice. So with uh, with the gyms, we also run hockey programs. Um, I run camps. I run private sessions, small group sessions, um, team sessions. So, yeah, it keeps me busy, uh, keeps my ba- uh, my life balanced. And, and I, I have a lot of fun giving back to the sport that, you know, has done so much for me. Now, you are just recently um, inducted into the Manitoba Indigenous Sports Hall of Fame. And I have done a, a quite a bit of research on this. You are the most decorated Indigenous athlete internationally in Canadian history. You have won three, Olymp- three Olympic golds? Uh, two Olympic golds and one silver. And then five World Championship golds? No, um, three World Championship golds, five silver and one Five bronze. silvers, yeah. Yeah. Five silvers. Yeah. Must drive you crazy. Uh, yeah, at least the most <laughs> at least the most recent ones have been gold, so <laughs> um tell us your journey. Now the other um guests we've had earlier, Alana Collins, Ashton Bell, Avery Pickering, all small town kids, um one from state of New York and, and two from Manitoba. You're a small towner too. How do you come from St. Anne, Manitoba to the University of Minnesota Duluth to Canada's national team? Tell us your journey. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, like what you said, I grew up in St. Anne, Manitoba, um, a town of 1,500 people. And, you know, when I was a really young kid, um, I was the only one, I was the only girl my age that played hockey. My sister and my cousin, who are two years older than me, they were the only two girls on their team. Um, there was Bailey Bram, that's two years younger than me. She was the only girl on on her team and um you know we we had to play with the boys like i'm assuming ashton and and your other guests um did as well and you know when i was until i was nine years old you know my dream was to always play in the nhl um i didn't even know that there was a team canada for for women i the only role models i had as adults were were men um visibly anyway and uh you know, those 98 Olympics, so that was a long time ago, but th- that, that was the first Olympics that women's hockey participated in. And I remember like at nine years old, I still remember being glued to the TV and I watched every single game and, you know, unfortunately Canada lost, but every woman on that ice inspired me to switch my dream from playing in the NHL to playing on team Canada. And, uh, you know, I, I knew at a really young age that I loved the sport. I had a dream of playing for Team Canada, but um, unfortunately, um, I wasn't very good at the sport. Um, I loved it. I had a dream, but um, I always struggled. And, uh, you know, it didn't. It took me until I was 14 to make, or 13, to make my first A team. So in, in St. Anne, we always had enough players for an A and a B team. And for, you know, five, six, seven years in a row, I got told that, you know, you wouldn't make 
that that you didn't make the A team. So um, I, I learned at a young age that you have to push through adversity, that there's going to be setbacks, um, and that you have to put a lot of hard work if you want something. And um, fortunately, my parents always challenged me and whenever i whenever i got cut from the a team you know i i remember feeling sorry for myself i was sad i remember thinking if i can't make my local town of 1500 people's a team how am i ever going to make team canada and uh you know fortunately they would sit me down at the dinner table and they would say well what are the areas that are going to help you if you improve in them to help you make that a team and you know i had a pretty pretty long list uh but that and then i wrote down the actions that would help me get there and you know i i didn't know it then but that's i mean that's the essential like basics of of uh goal setting and um you know a really quick example was uh was my shot i always had a bad shot still something i need to work on in my game and uh so, you know, I, I said, well, I need to get a better shot. And they said, well, how, how are you going to do that? And I said, well, I guess I need to shoot more pucks. So they got me plexiglass. They got me a bucket of pucks. They got me a net. And I would shoot pucks. I think I wrote down four days a week and I would shoot pucks, shoot pucks. And, you know, after a couple of weeks, I would see, you know, oh, I'm raising the puck now. And a couple of weeks later, then, you know, oh, I'm being able to hit the corners. So I learned at a really young age that, you know, if you put in hard work consistently over time, you'll get better and you'll improve. And that's helped me throughout my whole life, whether that's school, hockey, my career, is that I have that belief that if I put in the effort consistently, I'll get better. Because if I would have just shot pucks one night, wouldn't have gotten me any better. So it's, it's something that I think has helped me as an athlete that I'm always okay if something doesn't come easy to me because i know that if i put in the work i'll get better there's no guarantees with that but i know that i'm not afraid to like try new things and to fail and to kind of suck at things because then i can just i know that if i put in the work and the dedication that i'll i'll be able to get it or i'll be able to at least get close to getting it so i i really think that that helped me as an athlete because it's definitely pushed me um, and it's taught me the importance of hard work. Um, and then fortunately, you know, when I was 13, first year of hitting was the first time I made an A team. And I remember my dad not being very happy. He's like the first time you make an A team and now the boys can hit you. So, uh, <laughs> so that was, that was a tough year. That was a good adjustment. It definitely made me, uh, focus on keeping my head up. That's for sure. But, um, no. And then, uh, when I, when I was in grade 12, you know, I was looking at different universities and when I visited Duluth, um, I, from about three hours in, I was like, I need to go here. And there was a lot of reasons. A really quick reason is, you know, it's only about five and or maybe six hours from my, from my hometown. So I knew that my parents would be able to watch me often, my family, um, but it was that, that like small town feel. And, and I really like that. Like it's a beautiful city right off the water, but you definitely get those small town vibes and you don't feel over, like I didn't feel overwhelmed when I was there. And as a kid, you know, I didn't, I didn't visit Toronto much. I didn't visit big cities. And when, when I did on my visits, I just felt a little overwhelmed that I thought, you know, university is going to be hard enough an adjustment to the school, to the hockey. I don't know if I need to add a big city to that. So I, I knew that I wanted to play there and, and, you know, those were the really, really good four years. I was fortunate enough to win two national championships, but, 
Um, you know, I, I made friendships that I'll always remember. Um, we had a very diverse team. There were players from Germany, Switzerland, Finland, us. So, you know, I have friends all around the world and, and, and that's really special. So, um, I had an, I had an amazing four years. It was a while now. I think it was 10 years ago now. So it's a long time, but still memories that I'll never forget and that I'll always cherish. Well, Jocelyn, you know what? We're running out of time, unfortunately. We'd love to have you back again just to carry on this conversation. The goal is to inspire small-town USA, Manitoba, Montana girls to take up the game of hockey and to strive to be the best they can be. And you have obviously done that. I feel I've only won one national championship as a player. I feel like I didn't accomplish anything talking to you. No, at all. no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you know what? And, and I love that. That's what you guys are doing. Cause honestly, hockey's for everyone. And yes, I've, it is. I've seen people start hockey at like the age of 40 or 50, which is amazing. Cause it's such a fun sport, yep. you know, any team sport where you can like be amongst, you know, people and camaraderie and friendships. Um, and, and hockey's just fun too. So it's, it's, it's great to inspire those to, you know, to start and to continue to, to play and really hockey's for everyone. Well, I appreciate it. You know what, we, and that's what our goal is, to share the great stories. Uh, awesome. We appreciate you being on. We'll love to have you on again, talk about the the, the, tra- yeah. the travels of your life and the game that's uh, affected all of us. Uh, and the, and uh, we appreciate you joining us on a, on a Thursday night. Well, Scott, we've got one more minute and we have to jump out the door. They kick us out here. <laughs> Thanks very much, Jocelyn. We'll talk to you again Thank sometime you. soon. Great. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate great, it. Great inspiration, my friend. Yeah. I'm glad you thought of this and uh, we will continue to do this and carry on these stories. Uh, I, I just think that they're tremendous interviews. Yep. Um, I think it was a great introduction to these these women, um, to our, our listening audience, and I hope we can have them all on again. You got it. i got to read something for you. you know? oh, well, we're running out of time now. But anyway, the, the golf there in Grand Forks, we'll do two commercials on Saturday morning for those guys, but we got to say okay. goodbye. Take hang on, me. hang on for the, uh, the Bucks football game. For Scott Taylor, Travis Dunn, this is Game On Hockey. Hope you've enjoyed it. Join us next Thursday. Enjoy Vegas if you're going. This is Game On for the Mighty 790 KF Joe and 104.7 FM. Yeah. And we gonna make you look. Get your house holiday.